Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Violet Town has taken out the top gong at the Australian Street Art Awards for a special memorial. To tell us all about it is Bruce Cumming. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Terry. Thanks very much for joining me this morning. Now, the uh, the Australian Street Art Award recognises your memorial, which memorialises the tragic Southern Aurora train ca- crash that took place on February 7, 1969. We will... Go- Talk, talk about the crash for those who may not know about it, although I'm sure many of the older listeners will remember it. Tell us about the award and the memorial that you've created. Yes, what, what we've done is, um, I guess it's been a five-year project getting to this, this point. Um, what we've done is create um, a garden environment which is, if you like, respectful and meditative, etc. That was always the intent and that is really starting to work and We've capped it off with um, some large murals that we've, we've had installed, and now we've had recognised by the yeah the Australian Street Art Awards. We've actually got a is it the actual Southern Aurora there? What we've yes, what we we thought we would do was while while we were focusing on you know the assistance that was given after the uh, the crash um, by by locals, and that's what uh, the bulk of the murals are about. We've also um, I guess got a, um, a beautiful mural of the Southern Aurora um, towed by a Victorian Railways locomotive uh, in its in all its glory, and we wanted to you know focus on that too because it was a, a beautiful uh, a beautiful train and much loved. So it's been a, a real community event to get the, a real community effort to get this uh, memorial up and running. It must have been very gratifying to receive. Best Monument or Memorial at the Australian Street Art Awards. Yeah, more than gratifying. It's yeah, pretty exciting, really, and we feel quite honoured that um, it's been considered beside a lot of other very good um, street art installations all around Australia and um, and has come up with the gold medal. Yeah, we are pretty uh, chuffed about that. Okay, Bruce, uh, take us back to the incident. So it was... February 7, 1969, and it was a head-on collision between the Intercity Overnight Passenger Express Southern Aurora and a goods train. There were nine fatalities and virtually all staff and passengers were injured. You you remember the crash, don't you? I certainly do remember the day. Um, It's still ringing in my ears. It's one of those things I've and I've spoken to others too who uh, heard it happen. The sounds went for, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds or something like that. And it was pretty horrific sound when um, you replay it in your mind. And it's one of the things that I guess kept me going is thinking, no, this is something that's really big and really important that we need to uh, to do more with. And, and you were um, just 15 when it happened? I was just 15, yeah. So I was up and going. It was three minutes past seven in the morning and I was up and going and about to milk the house cow before I caught the bus to school. And um, and anyone who who was outdoors that morning, even though we we're ten miles away, well, I heard it very very clearly. And um, yeah, and then when um, smoke started going up, it was clear that it you know it was some large incident. And people like my dad, who was the communications officer for the, for the local fire brigade, um, 
people sort of raced into town to, to help, as did my two older brothers who were home from uni, and my mum, once she got the little kids off to school. So, um, and I think that was typical of everybody around the district or passers-by um, and people from surrounding towns. They, once they um, knew something big was going on, um, they just went to see what they could do to help. So staff and passengers from the train, locals from the surrounding area and passers-by put in a massive voluntary effort to fight fires, rescue people and provide first aid and other support. We have to remind listeners that, well, they probably don't need reminding, that, you know, in 1969 it was a different world. There wasn't people on their mobile phones calling each other. There wasn't social media. Indeed, yes. And that's one of the things that makes it so remarkable is... um, you know, people use their own resources and their own common sense and intelligence to um, figure things out and, and do what was best in a fairly urgent situation. But, um, yeah, look, the incident itself is, it was over in seconds, but, of course, it was the response of the community that went on, you know, for most of that day um, trying to, um, you know, get fires under control and then they would start up again and, um, and of course, yeah, risk find locating was one of the hard things and getting to people and then getting them out of the mess. Yeah, so it was a huge thing. And then they back into town where, you know, the, probably a, a large proportion of the work happened. They had a... Uh, the community hall was turned into a triage centre. It was a brand-new hall. It was the first time it really had been used for anything and it was, yeah, it was a brilliant use of resources and, um, yeah, people um, turning up and helping. There was, I think there were seven nurses who lived in town at that time who were on maternity leave or available who just zapped up there and um, doctor came down from Benalla to run run the centre. Um, people like my mum were, you know, looking after people's, as she called it, worldly possessions. There was just a whole lot of things going on on that day, which once you think back, it's just incredible to think that it was like an ant's nest of people just uh, doing what they, um, what they knew best was to help other people. So you got talking a couple of years ago with another local, Gary Abley, and you decided that the disaster needed to be better remembered. Yes, that's right. We talked about it quite a lot. He, um, he uh, owns with his wife, Louise, whose parents were also involved in the response back in the day. Um, Gary uh, and I would just have um, regular conversations, and, and he one of the things he was hoping to find out one day was what, what his dad, his father, was a local policeman in Euroa, what he did on the day, and we still haven't been able to locate specific information about that, but it will come to light one day, and, you know, maybe someone listening today might know something about uh, what the police from Euroa did. So your discussions uh, resulted in holding a 50th anniversary event in 2019. That's right, and we had people from all over Australia come, um, people who were passengers on the train, um, Stuff, um, and all sorts of people um, interested in railways history um, and, of course, yeah, people from the surrounding region who, who um, you know, helped out at the time or their families came to remember what their, their family members had done. So people can visit the memorial now? It is so busy. There are cars there every day and um, I'll often go in there on a Saturday or on a Sunday and I'll just take a coffee down there or a sandwich down there and sit there and people will wander in and, and they're always looking for more information and um, I often ask them, you know, what brought them and sometimes I'll say, you know, I saw it in the paper so I thought I'd better come and find out some more and um, they all um, appreciate what we 
we've done and go away after having learnt something, which is which is good. Um, but um, yeah, look, it's it, a, a lot of people just haven't come to Violet Town since the incident. They were they've had some involvement, uh, but they've never been been back, or they haven't been to where you know their family member was involved. So. Now they've got a reason to, and it's sort of uh, the publicity has helped that message get out because you know people are dotted all around Australia, and it's hard to reach them. Of course, I don't know how far One FM reaches. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair, fair way, fair way over the Golden yeah. Valley. So down there will definitely be people listening who remember the day. That's for, that's for sure. Have you actually come across people who's who had lost family members and had come back to to pay their respects? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, so there's really only. One family, I think that um, I haven't had direct contact with, um, and yeah, look, they tend to find me. They find out, you know, it's easy these days with the internet to track down um, contact details for people, and mine are out there for anyone who wants to find them. So, yeah, people from yeah Perth, Sydney, <laughs> Northern Queensland, a lot of people have ended up in North Queensland, which is interesting. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of people have made contact and which is really gratifying because it's for them and obviously for all the, all the helpers too. But, um, you know, it's um, gratifying that they've found it a useful thing that we've done for them. So the judges have congratulated everyone involved in keeping the memory and history of the Southern Aurora Train Rescue, not calling it a train disaster, calling it a train rescue, alive through the development of these memorial gardens and uh, mentioned how the people of Violet Town banded together without delay and the bravery, kindness and humanity the community exhibited in saving so many lives. It's a story everyone, every Australian should know. And these memorial gardens play an important role in that education. So it's certainly as much about the rescue as it is the disaster, isn't it, Bruce? Absolutely. It's about, yeah, the, res- the community response. And, yeah, the rescue is a big part of that because, you know, that's about quickly and safely locating people and getting them out of harm's way and then um, to the next phase of being assessed and treated and rushed off to all the, the local hospitals, etc. So, yeah, absolutely, it's really about the uh, community response and rescue rather than the incident itself that provoked it. Well, congratulations. How can people, I mean, I guess people can drive into Violet Town and find the memorial fairly easily? Yes, if you can find a post office and a railway station, you'll have no trouble finding the garden. It's sort of between the two. Um, We're right next to the, the railway tracks on Vic Track land which uh, we lease from them um, and they've been great supporters of us too and yeah so it's very easy for people to find and yeah if anyone comes to town please um, yeah take your time um, give yourself an hour or something to wander around there's a lot of information there and if there's anybody nearby have a chat with them who looks after the gardens bruce well it's a it's a committee there's i guess there's about half a dozen of us that are fairly active and in, in the last week or two, Charlie Mead is um, a bit of a, um, a very strong backstop for us. He's an ex-Victorian Railways fellow in his mid-80s and he catches the train down to, to Violet Town and for the last three weeks he's been coming down two or three days a week and doing maintenance in the garden and um, I can hardly keep up with him. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll need uh, people like Charlie. We do. All right, well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Bruce, and congratulations to yourself and everyone involved in the Southern Aurora Memorial. And if you're listening and you haven't seen the garden, perhaps next time you go to the Violet Town Markets, check it out. Thanks very much, Bruce. Thank you, Terry. 
We've been speaking to Bruce Cumming of Violet Town about the Southern Aurora Memorial. Segway Power Sports ATVs, UTVs and SSVs are now available at Shepherd and Motorcycles and Power Equipment. The Fugelman UT10 Petrol UTV is one tough machine. Muscular and capable with a high power to weight ratio, the Fugelman UTV is designed to lighten your workload and make those trips around the paddock a blast. Contact Brendan at Shepherd and Motorcycles Purcell Street or Paul at Shepherd and Motorcycles and Power Equipment Benella Road or visit our website shepherdandmpe.com.au and check out the Segway Power Sports range today. LMCT 11819. 1FM sponsor. Hi guys, Peter Cardamone from Cardamone Real Estate in the beautiful Goulburn Valley. I love my sport and calling AFL footy is my passion. So he'll come from 12 metres. Anana's worked as he brought it back. He's got us. What a goal. And because he's got two, real estate across the Goulburn Valley is booming, increasing 30% over the past 12 months and a rental yield of over 5%. It's time you invested into the Goulburn Valley. Call me, Peter Cardamone, to chat all things real estate. Visit cardamonerealestate.com.au and right across the Goulburn Valley from Shep, Kyella, Marupna, Talamba and Chatura, you're in Cardamone country. 1FM sponsor. When you see the Keep Tracks Clear sign at a rail crossing... It's not a suggestion. It's not there for show. It's a rule to live by every single day. As we remove 85 dangerous and congested level crossings across the state, drive safely around those still on our streets. It could save your life. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.